Well, Mrs Axelby could see the state I was in, so she went straight up to the sergeant at the desk and she said, have any of your constables reported having seen this lady's pussy? <laughs> and had they? No. But he took my name and found out where I lived and they all promised that keep an eye out. Welcome, Smegheads, to Geek Salad episode 112. Can we go one episode without mentioning Miss Slocum's pussy? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And we are here today to talk all about Britcoms. That's right, British sitcoms. That's not Monty Python. That are not Monty Python, not Benny Hill, not yeah. Variety in general. Yeah. So there was a lot of, like, um, Fry and Laurie stuff that we had to leave out of there as well. <laughs> So we've got a quite a literal shit ton of stuff to talk about. So let's just get started with Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. And Chris writes, cheerio, Geek Salad crew. <laughs> now here's a topic that's right up my alley. Break oh, call. Oh, no. Actually, Actually, the accent's me. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know that. Right. I know that. Please stop. I know, I know, I know. You've had that one in your back pocket for a long time, Andy. But come on. Hey, it's a, the, the very least I can contribute to this show. Truly, <laughs> I grew up watching some of them on PBS, and I own a lot of their series DVDs. So sit back, have some Earl Grey tea and some Jammy Dodgers handy, and enjoy my top five favorite Britcoms. Number five: Only Fools and Horses. Do you know we could be there in five minutes if we ran? We'll be seen. No, we won't. What do you mean, be seen? Not uh, all the streets are empty, look, aren't they? Yeah, at the moment. But I guarantee, the second I step out of this van, a thousand people are going to pour out of the out of a place where a thousand people are. No, not if we go through the back streets and the back alleys. Because the only people there are the winos and the crackheads, aren't they? And let's face it, they see Batman and Robin every night of the week. <laughs> Although this Britcom is fairly unknown in America, it was huge in Britain, just like Robbie Williams. <laughs> I got to watching clips of this show on YouTube and thought it was hilarious, just like Robbie Williams. Like this scene where Del Boy falls through the bar. Just like Robbie Williams. <laughs> So now they have quite a few episodes on YouTube, and they do have all seri seven series on Netflix. So if you haven't seen The Charters in Action, I highly recommend checking them out. Number four, Keeping Up Appearances. I was wondering, if there is a force beyond the universe, on balance, would you class it as A, alien, or B, friendly? I wish you'd stop watching Open University. <laughs> Man has this restless urge to understand. To understand what? Well, for a start, why you keep your knee in me back all night? Hyacinth Bucket, pronounced bouquet according to Hyacinth, tries to hide the fact that she belonged to a lower class family by portraying herself as more affluent than she really is. Onslow is my favorite character of this show. He is the brother in law of Hyacinth and the polar opposite in every way of Mrs. Bucket. <laughs> Number three, the young ones. 
Who said locks are lording my bottoms on fire? Lenin! Yes, well, I can accept that the exact answer is Joan of Arc. Well done, <laughs> Footlights. Five points. And what is the chemical equation? What? I've got a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that's not exactly what I've got written on the card, but I knew your father, so Footlights are you by 25. <laughs> The only Britcom that the only Britcom I first saw on MTV and of all places, because of taping each episode on VHS back in the days, I've probably seen each episode of the two series they produced. Not bad; it was only two, about a hundred times. I can still watch it today and enjoy the eccentric characters of Mike the Cool Person, Neil the Hippie, Rick the People's Poet, and Vivian the Punk Rocker. My all-time favorite episode is Bambi, where they get on University Challenge. <laughs> a young Hugh Laurie, Stephen Fry, and Emma Thompson made appearances as the competitors from Footlights College. Because we're the young ones. Woo! <laughs> Number two, Faulty Towers. The misadventures of Basil and Sybil Faulty, along with Manu uh, Manuel and Polly Sherman. This is the show is where, I, where I know all the episodes by heart. Name me a title of an episode, like The Germans, and I can say, oh yeah, the one where Basil has a concussion and obsessed some German guests by imitating Hitler. Also, the episode is where the famous quote, don't mention the war, came from. Listen, don't mention the war. I mentioned it once, but I think I got away with it all right. So, it's all forgotten now, and let's hear no more about it. So that's two egg mayonnaise, a prawn Goebbels, a Herman Goring, and four colded salads. Oh, wait a moment, I got a bit confused here. Sorry, I got a bit confused because everyone keeps mentioning the war. Another episode of Communication Problems, the one where Basil tries to keep money he won from the racist from Sybil, who disapproves of gambling, all while dealing with a deaf, mean-tempered guest from hell. <laughs> one of the best Britcoms of all time, some people say arguably the best. And number one on Chris's list, and we will be discussing all of these, so hold your opinions <laughs> for a second, Red Dwarf. Where is everybody gone? The dead, Dave. Who is? Everybody, Dave. What, Captain Hollister? Everybody's dead, Dave. What, Todd Hunter? Everybody's dead, Dave. <laughs> What's Selby? They're all dead. Everybody's dead, Dave. Peterson isn't, is he? Everybody is dead, Dave. Not Chen. Gordon Bennett, yes, Chen. Everybody. Everybody's dead, Dave. Rimmer. He's dead, Dave. Everybody is dead. Everybody is dead, Dave. Wait. Are you trying to tell me everybody's dead? <laughs> Should have never let him out in the first place. <laughs> Like there was any smegging doubt that this was my number one Britcom. <laughs> I grew up a fan of Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy, so when I first saw the show on PBS, I was already on board, no pun intended, with Red Dwarf. Combine British sci-fi comedy and you have a winner in my book. So many great and funny moments in this series, so I'll just list three. From the episode Backwards in the Barroom Tidy, a backwards barroom brawl at the end of the cat has backwards bathroom breaks in the bushes. <laughs> Man, that hurt my mouth. <laughs> Try saying it backwards oh. in a British accent. <laughs> I should have. From the episode, say English, Polymorph. Dave Lister's shrinking boxers and Crichton's attempts to remove them with Arnold Rimmer watching. <laughs> and from the episode Blue, I give you the hilarious Rimmer experience. So that's my list. Great topic, and I look forward to hearing about the uh, Geek Salad Crew's favorite brick comms. Till next podcast, Chris. All right, so let's go back and discuss all these, shall we? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good list. I can't. Well, that and that's the thing. I knew that he was going to hit the hot spots, so yeah. now we can discuss them. We can go back and discuss them. 
Um, only fools and horses. This is the that's first the I'm ever hearing I've about this one. Never heard I'll, of I'll be honest. No idea. You know what? I'm, I'll be honest. I'm surprised Chris doesn't have like the one at least one of the black adders in there either. That would. Yeah, I think he's 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 hanging out on me. Oh, okay. He's hanging out on me there. So, um, all right. Life lesson. All right. Where's where's it? Where's it? Oh, keeping up appearances. I I love that show. Diane Diane and I love 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 it. I don't. I've watched a few episodes of it, but I just, I, I don't know, maybe I just couldn't get into it. There's a lot of the stuff that's on PBS, especially the more, like, I guess called traditional sitcoms, like the the House with the Wacky Neighbors type sitcoms that well, CBS still insists are, you know, keep, well, keeping, relevant. Keeping Up Appearance, yeah, Keeping Up Appearance is, is sometimes still on PBS, like Saturday, Saturday night, PBS has, like, this Britcom block, yeah. where they do uh, Keeping Up Appearances, um... Oh, what's the one with Don French with the uh, where she's the oh the Vicar of Dibley? No, no, where she yeah the, the, the Vicar, Vicar of Dibley. Yes, I only say that because I like saying the Vicar of Dibley. But no, I mean Diane Dwayne. <laughs> Diane loves it simply because Mrs. Bouquet reminds her reminds her of her mom. Oh, that we got to keep up appearances for everybody out there. It's like, come on. Someone comes barging into the house, they're reading beans out of a can. Don't tell people how I live! Actually, th- th- I mean, this kind of demonstrates the, one of the big um, points of humor for a British sitcom is whole class structure. Yeah. Mm. A lot stronger in Britain. Yeah, well, yeah. Very, it's very stratified, so it's like yeah. very clear-cut. Yeah, you get the are. working class, the middle class, the upper middle class, and the upper class. Is, uh, especially, like, something like Are You Being Served, that's, uh, that's like, one of the core... All right. That entire show. Mm-hmm. All right. The Young Ones. That, I think that was one of the first Britcoms I ever watched. It was on MTV. Yeah. It, it was kind of like a taboo thing because it was on late at night and you, it, the, the, the humor was sort of like so out there compared to what was on, on U.S. television. Exactly. It, the thing is, though, it's I mean, that, I mean, aged that, horrifically. I mean, that's the first time I ever heard somebody use, you know, you wanker. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it meant, but it sounded wicked cool. Piss, piss, <laughs> piss off was a big one. Yeah. Piss off, you wanker. Um, don't they say that in my Minnesota all the time? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, Catherine. What do you have before I, I start spewing venom on this one? I didn't know any of these till we got to Faulty Towers. All right, Mike. <laughs> do you ever watch The Young Ones? I'm ignorant. All I remember from The Young Ones is watching uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 back in the day and seeing commercials for The Young Ones on uh, Comedy That's Central. That's right, because they used to show them on Comedy I was, Central I was afterwards. I watch those commercials like I don't want to see any more of this show that I already have. <laughs> it, it's one of those things that on paper sounds like it's absolutely hilarious, especially it, the the dichotomy between Neil the Hippie, um, Rick the Punk, and, um, oh shit, what's his name? Um, no, Vivian's my, the Punk, and Rick is the, the, is the, the sensitive poet. He's the anarchist. Correct. Uh, played by the, the late Rick, Rick Mayall, Rick by Mayall, the way. Yeah. yeah. And, um... That on paper sounds great, but after a while, it's just it's it well, gets the, to be a bit too silly. Well, the problem is it's it's so much a product of its time. Yeah, I mean it's it was early eight, late seventies, early eighties. It was, so 80, it was like, 82, 83, I so think. So it was like early Thatcherite kind of yeah. Britain, and it 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 is it you're right. It does not age well. Right, and there's a character in there uh, played by Alexi Sale. Who um he was like he wasn't so much one character he was a, he was a new character in every show right. and usually he'd play 
uh, Russians or you know, various accented characters. He was the <laughs> sultan in uh, Last Crusade. Remember the whole oh, thing? Yes, where, yes, yes. Yes. Wow. Rolls Royce. <laughs> Rolls Royce. I so even like the color. <laughs> you and the horses? keys are in the ignition. You shall have horses, camels, <laughs> and, a tank. And tanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> all right, next up. All right, Catherine. Faulty Towers. Love Faulty Towers. Very 70s. Yes. Very very high-pantsed 70s. Very, yeah. very 70s, very John Cleese. Well, mm. this is what John Cleese left the Monty Python for. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. But, I mean, Chris brings up the episode. Whenever someone thinks about Faulty Towers, you always think about the German episode. Because yeah. it, it is the best episode of that series. Will you stop talking about the war? Me? You started it? We did not start it. Yes, you did. You invaded Poland. It's funny. <laughs> it's just just seeing um Basil with the bandage wrapped around his head, trying not to act like Hitler, but acting like, like Hitler, Hitler the yeah. entire time. See, that reminds me of that Monty Python sketch with Mr. Hilter. Oh yeah. Oh, you see, now you prove Stephen <laughs> Day wrong. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Stephen Day. Ah. Oh. We'll get into that after we get the Facebook feedback. Is, do you like French fries? <laughs> <laughs> not anymore, actually. <laughs> I'm an onion rings kind of guy. <laughs> I've been avoiding the fast food, the uh, the fried food for the last eight weeks now. Yeah. Good job. Go me. Yeah. Now I, today is my cheat day, so I get to drink beer and eat chips. <laughs> anyway, okay, moving on, and I will have nothing to add to this. So guys, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Red Dwarf, go ahead. I've watched maybe five episodes. Wow. It Jeez, is... what is wrong with you? Uh, you know what I part love, of it I was. I love when they found the the. There was a robot who was like, we have these lovely ladies who need rescuing. They all come running, and it turned out that they were all dead. Dead. Long dead. Long, Long dead. dead. <laughs> and he kept, he kept trying to you know, encourage them to eat and everything. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, seriously, that Chris Berry owned that show. That was his show. I don't know. Rimmer, come on. Rimmer. No, she said Rimmer. Every, Rimmer, time every, with scum. Everything, everything revolved around Rimmer. Maybe I should talk to him. Maybe he needs a bit of counselling. You. I used to be in the Samaritans. I know, for one morning. Well, I couldn't take any more. I don't blame you. You spoke to five people and they all committed suicide. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but one was a wrong number. <laughs> they only phoned up for the cricket scores. Well, it's hardly my fault that everyone chose that particular day to throw themselves off buildings. Made the papers, you know. Lemming Sunday, they called it. Revolve around Lister. No, yes. no way. It, it, they tried to make it revolve around Lister, but, but Rimmer it was, was all the, Rimmer. It Rimmer was. was the funny guy. He Lister was... was obnoxious. I like Lister. Is Lister the no, black one? one? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the black one. Well, actually, no. Because Cat, Cat, Cat was also black. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would have gone. Lister's the main. Is he the main. white guy, the black guy, the gay guy, or the robot? Yeah, the, 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 the gay guy. The cat. The cat. The, the gay. cat was not gay. Again, I watched five episodes, and the only reason why I'm, they, I watched... They recast was, well, him was, in Jeff. He was, he, was he was pansexual, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No, but, um, I mean, the, just the... I think this is one of the very very first sci-fi comedies ever. Because, I mean, th think about it. What, what before that was really... A, I mean, it was sci-fi shows, but there, 
Not too many of them had were, was just, were, were a comedy show set in space. Yeah. It was one starring Richard Benjamin back in like the the mid seventies, mid to late seventies. Jeez. Yeah, well, yeah other, that, uh, that, that were other funny. people know besides <laughs> that were funny. Pigs in space. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was just a sketch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, just the basic premise of the last human, you know, the last human being alive because he was frozen in frozen in stasis for three million years because yeah. he was obnoxious. <laughs> because he refused to give up his his pet cat. And and the cat evolved over time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, almost yeah, it, was a, it was a cat that uh, his pregnant cat. Yeah. <laughs> and his only his only companions are you know the the hologram the evolved, of his dead bunkmate. Yeah, the hologram of his dead bunkmate, who is I mean they're the ultimate odd couple. Yeah, the hol- type. the hologram was like you guys spent the most time together, so I brought him back. What about Christine Kachansky? You could have brought Christine back. In your entire life, your shared conversations with her totaled 173 words. So? In terms of wordage, you actually had a better relationship with your rubber plant. I'm not He's the person you knew best, over 14 million words in all. Holly, 7 million of those were me telling them to smeg off. And the other 7 million wouldn't put me on report for telling them to smeg off. Yeah. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> all right. All right. Shall we move on then to some uh, Facebook feedback? Maybe we shall. All yeah. right. So, uh, we'll start, Mike, do you have your... Actually, I've got... Your peeps? Uh, I posted on uh, on one of my Facebook uh, groups, and a bunch of people responded on that one, too. Cool. Cool. Why don't you start, then? All right. Um, this is from the uh, Facebook group Geeks Plus Gamers. Okay. Um, Drew Fluck wrote, uh, Mr. Bean, Faulty Towers, IT Crowd, As Time Goes By. Uh, I've never known how to pronounce his name. S I O B H A N. Siobhan. 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 Okay. No, no, not a B. It's a V sound. Siobhan. 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 Okay. Right. Very Sorry. Irish. IT crowd, absolutely fabulous. And are you are you being served? Um, Katrina Nermi wrote so many. The young ones, Black Adder, Red Dwarf, Faulty Towers, Ab Fab, Yes Minister, Fr- Friday Night Dinner, The Inbetweeners, uh, Ryan. Ryan Hall brings up absolutely fa- absolutely fabulous is my favorite without a question. Love all the others also also mentioned thus far, but wish to add the thick of it and keeping up appearances to the tally. Yeah, a few more people uh, also chimed in with the thick of it. Yeah. All right. Malcolm Tucker is generally a a very favorite episode, character. He's a guy played by um uh she's one of the blanking on his name. Who? Gurren Doctor Who. Oh, um... Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's one of the most foul-mouthed characters. That is... Um, he, 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 I've never heard somebody drop so many <laughs> yeah. F-bombs in a minute. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Hall comes back with, uh, the character is created with the delivering most obscene line ever uttered on television. You breathe a want of this to anyone, you mincing fucking cunt! And I will tear your fucking skin off. I will wear it to your mother's birthday party. And I will rub your nuts up and down her leg whilst whistling Bohemian fucking Rhapsody, right? And yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted from that one. All right. So you go next. All right. So we got um, Rebecca, uh, Jim's wife, read a coupling and the original office. Mm. Uh, And then your response is directly to our Facebook page. Um, uh, Matt Jones brings up the young ones and are you being served? 
Chris brings up Reggie Perrin. You only get five, Chris. <laughs> and then uh, Dave Spencer brings up keeping up appearances. Anyone else have anything? No, I didn't get any. Nothing, Catherine. I got. I didn't personally get feedback. No. Oh, okay. All right, I got. I got the rest of my feedback. Go ahead. Go ahead, because then I get um, Steve's responses to everything. We can skip those. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're funny. Uh, I got Rebecca Elfier again. Yeah. As coupling. Uh, my co-worker, Eric Wilpert, are you being served? My, um, let me see. My old friend, David Hemingway, uh, um, also, um, are you being served? And, of course, you can't forget Mr. Bean as well. Okay. Um, uh, my old friend, Jose, brought up Blackadder. Uh, my old classmate, Jeffrey, brought up Blackadder Season 2. Uh, Sean Mills brings up Spaced. Oh, uh, Simon Pegg's, uh, show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Um, my friend Lisa brings up the young ones. Um, my friend Diane brings up, are you being served? And I am unanimous in that. Um, my brother brought up Red Dwarf. And my old, my old classmate, um, Vache brings up Fulty Towers. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So here's what we got back from Steve on Twitter. Uh, at ApeCod. All right. Try as hard as you can. You will not stop this from devolving into an avalanche of Monty Python quote wars. Exactly. <laughs> we haven't got well, we haven't gotten to the quote wars, so we yeah. did, we stopped you before we got there. That's true. All right. The IT crowd is obviously the best Brit uh, Britcom. In fact, anyone who disagrees is objective is an objectively bad person. I never, being, watched, I never watched it, so I can't say. I've heard of what? <laughs> are you being served? No, I didn't order any homophobia and misogyny. Oh, wow. <laughs> Coupling. You will watch this entire series every time you start a new relationship, but at least it isn't true blood. <laughs> the Office. You pretend to like it, but it's really a, just methadone after binge-watching the U.S. version. Absolutely Fabulous has a title so disproportionately... Uh, with, had a title so disproportionately ambitious as may as well have been subtitled The Adventure Begins. Red Dwarf. It never really was that good. We oh, just had space boo, when we were 17. Boo! <laughs> Michael Bay lover. Boo! Boo! Hiss! <laughs> Hiss! Thank no, you, no. Steve. That's enough of an insult, all right? <laughs> so, um... Yeah, real quick, let's just address some of them that uh, some of the people brought up. Mainly, are you being served? I don't know if any of you guys actually have that on your discussioning list. Oh, yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Mike, then, why don't you start then with are you being served? Discuss. I have seen every single episode of that show. I, hell, I've even seen every single episode of are you being served again. Oh, my God. They actually made a sequel to it? Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. It only ran for, like, I think one or two seasons. Right. And But it had pretty much the entire cast back. But, I mean, I, again, it was great dichotomy of the classes there, because the, the guy who brought up all the, uh, all the clothes and the, the, uh, the inventory guy. Yeah. He was always looked down and, like, get off the floor, but he was also the only one in the union, so he always had tons of money. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else was on pure commission, so they had nothing. Ah. But it was... So, so many great episodes. I mean, it, towards the end, it did get kind of ridiculous. Okay. Some of the some of the uh, some of the 
plot episode plot lines were rather outlandish. Like, what a TV show that's coming to the end of its tenure and it just goes off the rails. <laughs> like there was one episode. I've never heard of such a thing. There was one episode where um, they had to they had to dress up as gangsters because some real gangsters were in there and they were trying to pretend they was their turf. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, the the first season, like the first couple of seasons, it was obviously the the main character of the show was um. Um, Mr. Tr- um, yeah, Trevor Bannister's character, Mr. Lucas. All right. Because he was the new, he was the new guy. He was the fresh, fresh face and all that. But like third season on, it really became Mr. Humphrey's show. He was just the breakout character because you know he, he's just f- faux gay, but he, they never explicitly call him gay. Right. They weren't allowed to back then. No, I mean he, even like even uh. The actor said, like, he wasn't gay, he was a uh, mama's boy. A ridiculous mama's boy. That's he a was, really nice way of putting it. He was, you, a, he was a fat. Yeah. He was very effective. He was a feet. A feet, I'm sorry. A feet, no, that's okay, that's okay. Considering also that in England, I think around that time, they had really tight anti-sodomy laws going on, so I don't even think they could use the word yeah, gay on... I think they were getting out of that at that time, but... Eh. But, I mean... Just the fact, like when he, when he answers the phone, he's always menswear. Oh, hello! <laughs> <laughs> he can just bounce back. Mister Humphreys was definitely the funniest character in that show. <clears throat> I'm sorry to say that shoplifting is on the increase. This year alone, stock worth millions of pounds has been pilfered from stores all over the country, and we at Grace Brothers are not immune. Indeed not. Only this morning, Mrs. Slocum informed me that you'd had a skirt lifted. <laughs> Some people have all the luck. <laughs> and uh, I, I seem to remember that Miss Brahms lost something last week. It wasn't me. Joe, any thoughts? I never really watched it that often, so it's like I watched it on occasion. I, I watched. It I couldn't get in. I couldn't. To be honest, I really couldn't get into it. Yeah, that's, that's it was, kind of was, where I'm at with that one. I mean, I gave it a couple of shots. I was like, nah, it's nah, I couldn't. I I watched it when it came on, and I I, I enjoyed it. I didn't follow it, but I did like it. And Mrs. Slocum always had different colored hair and always had an interesting story about her pussy. <laughs> Cat. Do you remember that um, episode of Arrested Development where Charlize Theron kept referring to Michael as a pussy? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just meant to be a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other one that got brought up quite a bit, um, I mean, I don't think any of us dwarf. are familiar of with the IT crowd. No, I know a lot of people who love it. I have not watched it, and partly I have had zero time to actually do any research on this show. So I hadn't even heard about it until Until, um, until 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 people brought it up. Um, I haven't had time to research it because I work in IT and we have a big release coming out. Ah, (laughs) there you go. Um, Mr. Bean. That's another one that got name dropped a lot. Yeah, that was that was very popular. I've never actually watched it. I've seen clips. I've watched the movies. <laughs> that counts, actually. I mean, I watched the Mr. Bean movies. I've never personally seen the seen the appeal of Mr. Bean. It's I was I was I would watch Ron, I watched Rowan Atkinson more in Blackadder than I did in Mr. Yeah, Bean. Yeah, okay. yeah. He was I I identify him more as Blackadder than I did. Yeah, right. Yeah, Bean. exactly. The thing with Mr. Bean is that it's. Way more accessible than Blackadder is. You right. have to know. You don't need to know anything about history. Yeah. Um. And we'll get into Blackadder in a little more detail later on. But 
The thing with Mr. Bean is this very Chaplin-esque type humor. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Buster, then, Buster yeah. Keaton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I've enjoyed some of the episodes. There's a really good episode where he went to a very very fancy restaurant and got the cheapest thing on the menu, and it was steak tartare. So we didn't realize that it was um, it was raw. Uh-huh. So that was the whole comedy there. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things that once you've seen like one, if you can, you can watch a full half hour block of that and then never need to watch any of the other ones because you kind of know how they all right. go from there. Right. Uh, his voice is always kind of bummy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. It's funny too, because Rowan Atkinson is one of the finest British comedians. Oh, absolutely. Alive. Yeah. And he's got a great voice mm-hmm. and it's weird how that's. And, you know, you have to go back to Blackadder with comparing the two types of characters. Yep. Yeah. You know, Mr. Day. Bean is an absolute goofball, and then Edmund Blackadder is just such an ass. Um, like, were there any others that got mentioned that you can remember? Besides Coupling, which I've never watched an episode of. I just watched the first episode of. Okay. I watched the first. They don't call them seasons, they call them series. Series, yeah. I watched yep. the first series. Yeah. And... Should we talk about coupling? Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, got brought up a couple of times, so. Yeah. I mean, I just watched the first episode literally before I got grabbed my car, my car keys and drove over here. Um, You're watching it in the car, you son of a bitch. No, um, it, you know what? It's, when I first started watching it, I was like, okay, I, I just can see where this is going. And then it threw me for a loop because it was so funny. <laughs> it, it actually, the whole series was written by Steve Moffat. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So now we all have there to was... give it an undue respect, well, there, like well, he you died know, you know what? or something. You know what? I, I forgot what the name char- one of the main characters' uh, <laughs> names was, but in one episode, he was talking about, I don't remember, but when he was a kid watching Doctor Who, and whenever the Daleks would come, you know, whenever you see the Daleks, and he'd do the whole thing, he'd, like, jump behind the, the, the <laughs> couch and then jump back up. And it, I mean, if you, I, I think there's a clip of it on YouTube. It's it's hilarious when he does it. Actually, you can watch the entire series on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and that's how I watched the first episode. But, it, it was... but it's got the captain from uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Johnny Depp? No, no Jack Johnny... Davenport. Oh yeah. Oh, he was the guy in the, in the who died in the very beginning of the Kingsman. Oh yes, yes. that's right. Yes, Lancelot trying to, trying to save Mark Hamill. Yes. Yeah. Have we all seen that now? By the way, speaking yeah, of that movie, that rocks. movie. All right, that movie is fucking it's insane. Awesome. <laughs> it is fucking Holy awesome. shit! That it movie is, is awesome. It is mind blowing. That church. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is it? Merlin says. That was fucking fabulous. <laughs> that. Fucking stupendous. All right. Yeah. Um, I've never actually watched any of coupling. You know what? Part of what, and this is funny too, coming from the guy who is a self-identified Anglophile. Yep. I have very little interest in a lot of British sitcoms, and part of it is the canned nature of it. You know the the well, laugh track, the overuse of laugh track. Well, you the, know, you know, for me. Uh, I'm kind of the same way, and there's very few Britcoms that I actually watch religiously and stuff like that. But I'll watch British sketch comedy. Yeah, you know, and I, I think like, that's very, very different. Like, like I love... Um, You've watched Little Britain, haven't little, you? I love Little Britain. Um, uh, what was the, there was another one. 
Oh, uh, uh, I think you're believing. I believe you're talking about Monty Python, sir. No, no, sir. Actually, um, how dare you? How dare I, you? I love, but <laughs> we're, we're committed to not talking about. Yeah, I know exactly. Because it's its own whole show. On my Facebook group, someone did bring up the Catherine Tate show. Catherine Tate. Oh yeah. God, Catherine Tate. There's something wrong with that woman's eyes, and I can't figure out exactly <laughs> what it is. They're small and close together. They are. Oh my gosh, she's rat-like in appearance, isn't she? Ginger rat. Yeah, ginger rat. Ginger oh my god. Rat. She was a fine. Tonight on BBC was, Two, ginger rat. She was like, she was one of the, my favorite companions. The, yeah. The Mitchell and Webb situation. It was such a shame. Okay. It's a it's a British comedy sketch show. Right. It is. You watch. Look All right. it up. Watch There's it, another one, it. and then I, I swear to God, we're moving on. Uh, Snuffbox. Yes. Which is very similar to a Britcom, except it, it's very, very episodic in its or skit-like in its mm-hmm. in appearance. Anything else we want to talk about before we move on to our own list here? Unless... Uh, um, I'll bring up a little bit more coupling. Okay. There's very. It's very um sexual-based humor, obviously. Right. Um. A lot of implied implied nudity doesn't show too much, but certainly like the first episode ends with one of the main characters showing her right boob to pretty much everyone else in the yeah. past. It was pretty funny, actually. I wasn't serious, Jeff. You really think I'm going to flash you in public? Uh, we're in a corner. I don't think anyone else will see. <laughs> Patrick! I'm, you've seen them lots of times. Yeah, but now you're an ex. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the best. <laughs> what are you two doing? Always good to see a friend's breast unsupported. <laughs> and I just like looking at breasts. Oh, this just gets better and better. But the, the, the final punchline was not that funny. Okay. Well, Savannah, Savannah Mike sees not wrong. We could say, you know, ask him if it, you... Or uh, needle him and say it's better than friends. <laughs> oh, Cicerone were here. He would fight you. I know. He would fight you until someone bled about that. Oh my God. It was better than friends. I hate friends. I lost a friend in college by, you know, I I think I'd seen like some of one episode of Friends, and she's like, "Don't you love that show?" And I'm like, "No." She's like, "Oh, come on, you know somebody like that?" And I said, "No, no. none of my friends are that stupid." <laughs> She really didn't speak to me again after that. Wow. But I, I, did, I did have a very good talk with a guy that grew up in Harlem about friends. <laughs> <laughs> and he's... Man, them crackers can't afford that place. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so, um, Joe, what do you yeah. got on your list? My list, number one, number one on my list is Mrs. Brown's Boys. Not familiar with it. Go ahead. It is a... Well, it's kind of... It's actually... it's. It's funny. It's it's produced in Scotland, but it it it's about a an Irish family with the matriarch matriarch Mrs. Brown, and of course it's you know like all good British comedy. The lead character is played by a man in drag. Okay. Catty's a lesbian. <laughs> what? Catty. It explains a lot. She's a lesbian. Mick the boyfriend? He must be a lesbian too. <laughs> Mick is a homo? Winnie, the book says you're not allowed to say that. It's not politically correct. What do you say then? I don't know. Queer, I think. And I mean, it's it's so hard to explain. It, let's just say one episode, one of my favorite bits is Mrs. Brown ended up with somebody's cell phone. She thought it was stolen. So her daughter's boyfriend, who's a cop, comes in 
So she hides the the phone, her cell phone, the cell phone in her knickers. Oh jeez. Okay. Well, the priest that she's been driving up the wall, who came back from rehab because <laughs> she drove him to drink, he says, you know, and the line says, and, and you know, the doctor said that I need to face my demons, and he puts the bottle down. And he looks at her, and it's, so. The guy who's flown it is starts ringing it up and she has it on vibrate. <laughs> so she's trying to talk to these two priests about a charity event yeah. while the phone is vibrating in her knickers. <laughs> and then it just goes downhill. And from then there. it just moved on to a Wibbly Bits. <laughs> That's a very British situation. Yeah, say. it is. And again, they they drop. Well, they don't say fuck. They say the Irish version of fuck, which is feck. Feck. Feck it. So yeah, I, I if you if you get a chance, I would highly I recommend love British watching. profanity. <laughs> I really, really do. I don't know. Did you guys watch The Daily Show? Yeah, okay. they had the thing with Jordan Klepper going to England talking about like you know how their political process works in terms of political ads, and they're like, oh, it's okay, it's just as dirty over here. But you know what the thing is? Cunt isn't a bad word over here. <laughs> hey, and he's like walking around. Hey, cunt. Hey, cunt. <laughs> Watch the watch the uh, uh, YouTube series Anglophenia. Oh no! One of the ones was how to how to swear like a Brit. <laughs> so you found yourself in the Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> hey, I like Guy Ritchie movies. I love Guy Ritchie movies. So all right, Catherine. Uh, most of the things have already been discussed. I'd like to you know Black Adder. All right. Yes. Black Adder was a big thing when I was in college. I have a VHS of some of season two that I bought way back in the day. Um, we haven't finished watching it on television yet, but it was so funny to go back and watching the end of season two because the evil bad guy who can get in every disguise is Hugh Laurie. Yeah. And having watched, you know, having watched House and then going back and going, you know, oh, that guy's funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's interesting with... There's a lot of people in Blackadder that went on to other things and you don't realize it. Um, Hugh Laurie being the big one. Right. Right. Um, season three, he's Prince. He's a Prince Regent. Yep. Yeah. And he is an absolute moron. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so convinced of how wonderful he is. There was that great one where he won. He became in love with the theater. Mm-hmm. And he invited these two actors to spend time in Buckingham Palace, and they're both like trying to bilk him out of everything. <laughs> Um, there's another guy, I don't remember the actor's name, but he played Lord Percy in oh, okay. season, in series two, yep. and he also was, um, General Stephen? Darling in series four, which is the World War One. Wasn't Stephen Fry, was it? No, it wasn't Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry is in there as well, but I'll get to him in a second. I think he also played Percy, who was a different guy, you know, he, he was Percy in series one. Yeah. And he was, uh, well, he was, when he, he came in wearing his ruff, because it was all the fashion at the time, Black Hatter yeah. looks at him and goes, he looks like a duck who swallowed a plate. <laughs> he is... I've made the purest green. <laughs> have you guys seen um, Outlander? I know Diane loves Outlander. I haven't, but all right. she loves, yeah, she's... The priest, like the fire and brimstone priest in Outlander is Percy. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> so he's put on a lot of weight and lost all his hair. Um... Yeah, he's... And then there's Stephen Fry, who I... The man is a sage. The man is, seriously, is like the sage of our era. He (laughs) he can do no wrong. He is... He's unbelievable. He plays Lord Melchit in series two. Oh, God. Melchit. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pish, ma'am. <laughs> Diane's favorite, this kind of this side, Diane's favorite role with Stephen Fry is playing um, Sherlock's brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, God. It, the entire cast is great, and it, it's all... The thing is, is that Rowan Atkinson, this is the best thing Rowan Atkinson will ever do. Yeah. He's yeah. so awful. He is, but he's you know awful in a way that, uh, first of all, he's not even that endearing. He's not he's, like he's a, he's a horrible person, but he does get he does manage to he gets get results. Results. He gets results. He gets yeah. results from he, being he, a terrible person. Well, he gets results from being a terrible person, but he also often gets in a lot of trouble, and bad things happen to him. Yeah, and him and his and his and, and his, his underlings. Yeah, yeah, and his cohorts. Boldrick. Boldrick. Ah, uh, bad news, milady. Rum is dead. Do not despair, good woman. He died a hero's death, giving his life that his friends might live. And that his enemies might have something to go with their potatoes. <laughs> yes, your fiancé was only a third-rate sailor, but a first-rate second course. You know what? I, 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 I will say, I am surprised they have not make a, made a Black Adder movie. Well, technically they did. Blackadder's Christmas Carol. Oh, they did Blackadder's yeah. Christmas Carol, which is in the annual rotation. Right. Because yeah. that is... Oh, first of all, it's it's amazing, too, how some of the production issues that that <laughs> has. By like, the, the fact that he sticks his head out the window, hair, you know, snow is falling, and you can tell it's fake because five minutes later, it's still sticking to his, clinging to his wig. Yes. Tim McInerney. Oh, Tim McInerney. Okay. Yeah. Um... And I, I I remember I think I I hit IMDb to see who uh, Queen Elizabeth was. It's Miranda Richardson. Right. She oh, is, she is brilliant. fantastic. She was hilarious. She was. Didn't she voice Mrs. Tweety? Um. Yes, she did. Yeah, she's and Mrs. She's also Tweety in, um, in Chicken Run. She's also in Harry Potter. Okay. I she was um up. whatever the gossip oh. dirty character was in Harry Potter. Um. Miranda. Miranda Richardson. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember the character's name. But what, she, was, what was the character's name? Oh, what was God. the character? Oh, she was the, she she wrote, she wrote for the, Rita uh, Skeeter. Rita yeah. Skeeter. All right, right, thank you. Um, yeah, she is brilliant because no one would ever cast Queen Elizabeth to be this daft idiot. Yeah, <laughs> who who loves to like you? Oh, you would agree with people. me, or I'll chop off your head. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the one where um? Uh, uh, Sir Walter Raleigh had shown up, and she was so interested in him. Yeah, yeah. And she and she, and, and she was gonna cut off Blackadder's head if he didn't do the same thing. So he sailed around the world. I'm completely bored with explorers, and if you haven't brought me any presents, I'm going to have you executed. Mom? <laughs> I only let Raleigh off because he blubbed on his way to the block. <laughs> So, so which of the Black Adders is your favorite? Which is oh, season? season two, absolutely. Series, series, two. series, series two. two is absolutely which my one was favorite. My, mine's, mine's World War, the one World War. World War One, because it so ended so horribly. It, it was so depressing. Dies. Everybody, but it, everybody always dies at the yeah, end. It was, yeah, it's where the first episode I ever saw. I was, I was, set, I set my VHS to record red an episode of Red Dwarf. And Blackadder, the Why last think, one. Blackadder goes forth, the last episode, right? No, Because nope. that's the first Blackadder I ever saw. I think it was like the second or third episode. It was called Private Plane. Okay. Where, where for like 
Like, he decides to try join the Air Force because he thinks it's a cushy job. He ends up being caught, captured by the, Bla- the Red Baron. And, and there's a, the, 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 the guard in that is Alexi Sale, who is in... Um... <laughs> In the young ones, the young and one. he's like, oh, "I love you, British people." Oh, I was making jokes about the breaking of the bin. Thomas <laughs> <laughs> time, that was the only episode of Black Adder I ever saw. Have you guys ever seen the first season, the first yes. series, yeah. rather? Yeah, we started one. Whoa, we how different. different is that? that? Is so different. It was like, very different. We started watching it on Hulu, and then we we fell off the wagon. But I did want to get through it because. Uh, my boyfriend really likes World War One and yeah. like a historian, so it's like for, it's I like the first there. season and the second season, like they did a complete hundred and eighty. And I think what happened was there wow. was a lot of like they they went back to the drawing table hardcore yeah, on like, that. because it was like the smart one. Baldrick was the smart one. Blackadder was the dumb one. We watched. You remember my old roommate Nate? Yes. Okay. I drive past that house frequently now. Oh, because really? I I work right around there. We always like try to peek around to see if that if that house is still standing or it's burned down or anything like nope, that due to its faulty there. wiring. Um, <laughs> but we at his, at his newer apartment, newer going back fifteen years now. Right. We would we watch series one and Autumn and I are having drinks, watching like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! This is different. But then. Uh, Oh, I saw the episode of uh, the second one. Um, I think it was called Beer. Beer. <laughs> That's a hilarious episode. <laughs> when they have the rutabaga, it looks like a. It looks. Like it it's shaped exactly like a thingy. <laughs> <laughs> there was the other one too, uh, Bob. Where there was oh, the yeah. woman who was dressed up as a man, and Blackadder had feelings, and then they showed like this. Oh yeah, yeah. The the commercial for like the um, the Renaissance era. You know, love songs, and all of them had like in parentheses, "Hey, nani nani." <laughs> yeah, I love the credit sequence at the end of series two, and and um, oh yeah, beer was hilarious. Now there were a couple of side episodes that they had done. Uh, there was one uh, during the execution of Charles the First, played by Stephen Fry, <laughs> where he's like, "Well, maybe you don't have to be executed. Maybe if you just uh." Just disguise your head. Yes, sir. And what's going to happen is, is that they're going to all point at you and say, that's not your head. That's a bloody great pumpkin. <laughs> and he goes out with the thing on his head, and you just hear a crowd of people say, that's not his head. That's a bloody great pumpkin. <laughs> and then one of my favorites, they had one right, um, right around 2000 where he was kind of traveling through time, like current era Blackadder, mm-hmm. Edmund Blackadder. Had traveled back to um, medieval times, not medieval Renaissance times, and he ran into Melchit and uh, Queen Elizabeth, and he gave Melchit a like a breath mint, and <laughs> Queen Elizabeth is like, "Oh, Melchit, your breath doesn't smell like a turd." <laughs> <laughs> and then he runs. He's trying to get back to his own time, and he's running down the hall, and here comes William Shakespeare, played by Colin Firth. <laughs> And he punches him in the face and goes, and that's for the three and a, Ken Branagh's bloody long three and a half hour Hamlet. <laughs> and he's like, he's holding his jaw going, who's Ken Branagh? I'm going to tell him you said that. He'll be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that is why I love Blackadder so much because out of everything we discuss here, I don't think anything is going to touch the surface of how smart this comedy was. 
and it hits for me. It hits everything. It's really it's English. A, historic. It's it's, it's mean spirited and it's very historic. And but I'm a history you know what? nerd. It's, but it's 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 mean spirited in that very British way. Yeah. Yeah. You know where you're being insulted, but you're like, but if you, but it's like, okay, it's being done with class. I'm okay exactly. With this. Who wouldn't recognize a subtle plan of it, painted itself per- dip naked, stripped itself naked, and painted itself purple, and tested a hopsicle, and singing subtle plans are here again. <laughs> and they all went, neep, 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 and all went for tea. Great. That was wonderful. Now how about a nice long shag? <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn it. I'm going to go back and watch all of them now. <laughs> Even seasons one and four. They're just up in private plane. There's that, like... That arrogant um, Lord Flashheart. Oh, I love it. Played by Rick Mayall. <laughs> He'd just show up and he'd have like, his hair was like smoking because he was running so fast. <laughs> yeah, he like, yeah. He tells Bulger to get him to kneel down. He puts his feet off on him. He's <laughs> like, I don't know what it feels like to have the wind rush through your hair. He does. <laughs> oh, man. Unfortunately, most of the infantry think you're a prat. <laughs> Ask them who they'd prefer to meet, Squadron Commander Flashheart and the man who cleans out the public toilets in Aberdeen. <laughs> they go for wee jock Poopong McPlop. <laughs> oh, God damn it, I'm going to watch those now. All right, so on my list, I'm going to start with Absolutely Fabulous, which a lot of people have talked about already, but we really hadn't get into. It very much is is a product of its time, and if you like watching two middle-aged ladies drink and fail at life, it's perfect. I mean, a mosquito's never bitten you, for God's sake. The last mosquito that bit me had to book into the Betty Ford Clinic. (laughs) And then they bring in the daughter. and And that's the thing, too. The daughter is so put upon. Yeah. Uh, what was her name? Was it? Was it Saffron? No. No Saffron. No, no, I think. No, I think you're right. I think it was Saffron. Yeah, it was definitely. It was. It was. It was an Indian spice. But she, yeah, she was so the opposite of her mom, and it's like. Well, she was the smart one, and her mom was this boozy. Like, I don't even know what her 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 career was, but she had one celebrity, um, one celebrity client, and was Lulu, who we discussed on this show prior, is like peaking in the mid sixties. She was she was one of the uh, one of the two celebrities to ever appear on Monty Python's Flying Circus. That's true. She and uh, Ringo Starr. <laughs> I still can't believe that happened. <laughs> I really still can't believe that happened. Um, yeah, it is saffron. Saffy. It's disgusting. That. that is so degrading to women. Oh, what do you mean? She's got the whip. Yeah. <laughs> Saffy. Yeah. Oh God, there's so many people on this show too. Jane Horrocks, who played Bubble. Actually, oh, that's um, her right, yeah. idiot secretary. Who who's the main character of um who's who's the main lead actress of Absolutely Fabulous? Um, Jennifer Saunders and Joanna Lumley. Joanna Lumley. She was actually on a um, couple of episodes of uh, Are You Being Served? Oh, she what? She has been she, kicking around forever. Well, because well, she was the girlfriend of the uh, was, of the guy who created Are You Being Served at, oh. the, at the time, at least. Anyway, um, Joanna Lumley's character. What was her name? Um, Patsy. Patsy. She was such. Like a stereotypical '60s, '70s um, she was groupie, yeah. But she was a that failed money, actress. Failed actress. And one of my favorite scenes is, of course, she's either smoking or drinking, and she passed out smoking yeah. at the table, <laughs> burned out the entire kitchen. <laughs> she gets, you know, she gets up. Half her face is is charred black from the soot. 
She's had half a cigarette. And her hair is standing straight, straight up, up she's because... She's like, looking like, what the hell just happened? There was this great scene in their final episode, which turned out really <laughs> not to be their final episode, yeah. where they were... Um, Saffron was getting married, and the mother of the the groom didn't approve of Saffron or her family or anything like that. And and Patsy realized that she had seen her before when uh, Patsy was a Bond girl. Yeah. <laughs> And it wasn't that she was a Bond girl in a Bond movie. She was a uh, Bond girl in um, James Bond meets Black Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> and the woman was like an actress in that too. And she just like surprised me. Hello, Serena. Naked snake charmer. <laughs> um, I actually love Jennifer Saunders. I found that her delivery is great. It's not over the top. And even such a character, which essentially is just a drunk failure. <laughs> It, it works perfectly. It's, it's a great show, but again, yeah, it's a very much a product of the 90s. Yeah. This was a Comedy Central staple. I remember seeing commercials for that one for yep. a, during MST3K as well. Yep. Do you remember those ads that they used to oh, do? Oh, like, yeah. The Patton Oswalt and Blink a Patch ads where they plan out the entire week of Comedy Central? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, all right, back to you, Mike. Well, um, you know, it was brought up a couple times, but the thick of it. I'm not familiar with that show. Yeah, you, uh-huh. I've never heard of it, no. Yeah, Go ahead, have. Mike. What's it about? It's Peter, Peter Capaldi. As Malcolm oh, Tucker. that's right. Yes. Doy. I mean, do you actually get to see the children? Then I don't have time for that. All I do... I work, I eat, I shower. That's it. Occasionally, I take a dump just as a sort of treat. Yeah. I mean, that really is my treat. That's what it's come to. Yeah. I, I, I sit there... I th- I think, no, I'm not going to read the New Statesman. This time is just for me. This is this is quality time, just for me. Is that normal? It's sad. So at least I've made something. Actually, I think you would like it because it is a British sitcom, but there's no laugh track. Oh, thank God! No it, track. it was actually made in like I want I want to say 2012. Okay. Um, yeah, it's very so recent. So it's fairly recent, but it's basically Peter Capaldi plays a a spin doctor to the uh, prime minister. He's basically, he's, yeah, he's basically like the 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 PR guy for the, prime, the British prime minister, and and the British prime minister is such a dolt. Yeah, he's such an idiot that Peter Capaldi has just does nothing but swear pretty much the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he, he's constantly trying to make this guy look and trying to make the PR the the prime minister and all of his staff look professional. Even though they really they're idiots, they're yeah, they're a bunch of idiots. Oh, hi, dehumidifier. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we meet, right? Now I'm gonna turn that off for now. Yeah. There we go. Let's see if we can edit that out. All right. Yeah, we'll try that. So anyway. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, 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 like I said, there's no laugh track whatsoever. It's, it kind of like a, almost Arrested Development type humor, where it's. You know, they they make the they make the jokes, but it's just passed off. Is it very Sorkin esque where there's a lot of like walking and talking? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we go. Like the but a lot funnier than Sorkin. Well, yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah. Yes, I think you'd like it. The thick oh, of it. Is it on Netflix? I have I no idea. You know what? It was in the thick of it or the the thick of it. The, the thick of it. The thick, the thick of, of it. it. Yeah. The thick of it. All right. Well, let me find my Netflix right here. And uh, Joe, why don't you continue? Where the fuck's my Netflix? Um. At? One of my favorite shows, and this was because after watching Red Dwarf, 
I love Rinru's character so much. Mm. But it's a show that he did after that Chris Barry did after Red Dwarf. It was a uh, British Empire. British Empire? No, Britas. Britas Empire. Okay. And what it is is Chris Barry's character, Britas, runs uh, what's called a, what they call in the UK leisure center, which is basically like a, a community health spa, like the YMCA or some type of type of uh, place. And he's such an incompetent manager. Well, he he <laughs> thinks he's like this genius manager who knows how to how to run things, but he's so incompetent. The staff hates him. The 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 there's guaranteed that some person's gonna die during the episode, and one person <laughs> dies every episode, and usually because of something completely stupid. Like one of the episodes, <clears throat> they're having an under uh, underwater wedding in one of the pools. Okay. Okay. And the best man got his finger stuck in one of the filters. Oh no! So the entire episode, you just see this guy floating in the pool, and they can't do anything. They haven't figured out what to do about it. <laughs> And one one episode, one episode, the Duchess of Kent was visiting was visiting the the opening day. It was the opening day of the center. The Duchess of Kent was visiting. Well, all the laborers who were there to fix up the place weren't on strike because they got pissed off at Britis. The and because they went on strike, the boiler went into overdrive. The pool started leaking into the boiler room and it exploded. Oh, and all the the electric doors shut closed, so the Duchess of Kent was stuck inside. <laughs> So, but and it's basically, like I said, nobody gets along with him, but he thinks he, he's just completely oblivious to the hate that people have for him. <laughs> How much longer are you going to let this go on? Pardon? Julie, the staff, carrying on like that. Like what? Not speaking to you. They've sent you to Coventry. Coventry? Two weeks ago. You must have noticed. <laughs> I thought things were going rather well, actually, Laura. Well, you know, none of the answering back, no silly suggestions. People seem to be getting on with the job. He, th- he, th- he thinks he's doing great. You know, he's like, the people love, you know, the staff love him and everything, but no. Oh, man. The thick of it is not on Netflix, but I think enough, I, the IT crowd is. Well, okay. No, you know what? I didn't even bother looking for that because I was looking for it. Spaced, which I, are you guys, any of you guys bringing up Spaced? No, it, no, it was uh, on. Somebody else mentioned it. Sean had brought it up. That's right. And that's the only reason right. I know of it is because I know it's Simon Pegg's. Right. Yeah. What? I was like, what? And then you said Simon Pegg. I was like, oh, okay. I think I've seen commercials for it. I actually started watching the first episode, but it. I. I, I honestly, I thought it was like a sci-fi comedy, and then I looked it up on Wikipedia and was like, oh, oh, let's watch Coupling instead. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, you got another one you want to talk about? Not really. Okay. Uh, unless Sean the Sheep counts. Sean the Sheep Sean does the not Sheep. count. However, on the, while we're on the subject, we watched the Sean the Sheep movie last week. Okay. It, it My daughter was laughing from the very moment it began to the very moment it ended. I, I highly recommend it. Um, Joe, Sophia will love it. It's on HD Cinema. Okay. Actually, yeah, I, I saw it. I was... But I was flipping through HD Cinema and I saw it. I was like, huh. Oh, I've cool. watched the episodes that they have available, and in, in the Angry Birds app has like a, a cartoon tap in. Oh, nice. So you can watch, you know, the Angry Bird cartoons, but it also had like Shaun the Sheep and stuff like that. It is, it, it is brilliant stuff. Yeah, the, the cartoon was pretty funny, although I could do without that, that theme song. I, I, I have it <laughs> stuck in my head right now. <laughs> I want it out, please. There's a cartoon based on Angry Birds? Well, 
not, it's, you know, like little shorts. They're very funny. They're very Looney Tunes-esque. Oh, okay. Okay. And the, actually, we like the, the piggy cartoons even better. Because it's, you know, you don't care that the piggies have just completely broken something and dropped it on their own heads because it's pigs. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, so next up on my list, Extras. Oh, yes. Which became oh, yeah. Yeah, famous yeah. in America because it hit HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Ricky Gervais's follow-up to The Office. And it's not so much him that no. is the good thing about this. It's the actors. It's the actors that Especially he gets actors. as the leads in the whatever they're doing. A couple episodes in particular. There was a great one with Daniel Radcliffe and Diana Rigg where um, Daniel is, is starting to assert his manhood. And he, like... Shows Ricky Gervais' friend, like, this uh, completely unrolled condom. And he's like, huh? Huh? <laughs> what is that? It's a condom. And then you just hear Diana Rigg. Oh, Daniel, put that away! <laughs> <laughs> um, but two of the episodes, I think they were actually broadcast back-to-back. The Patrick Stewart episode. Yes. And the Ian McKellen episode. <laughs> the Patrick Stewart episode is brilliant primarily because he's writing a script... Which is nothing but unsurmountable amounts of nudity. <laughs> and of course, he'd be playing the lead in this movie, too. Of course. And her clothes are gone, and she tries to cover herself up, but it's too late. He's seen everything. So, in my film, I play a man who controls the world with his mind. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, for instance, um, I'm walking along. And um, I see this beautiful girl, and I think I'd like to see her naked, and so all her clothes fall off. All her clothes fall off? Mm, yes, and she's scrabbling around to get them back on again, but even before she can get her knickers on, I've seen everything. You know, I've seen it all. Okay. It's a comedy, is it? No. It's about what would happen, you know, if these things were possible. What's the story, though? What's the... Well, uh, I do other stuff, like I'm riding my bike in the park. And this policewoman says, Oi, you can't ride your bike on the grass. And I go, oh, no. And her uniform falls off. And she goes, ah! And she's trying to cover up. But I've seen everything. Anyway, and I get on my bike, I ride off. On the grass. So it's mainly you sort of go around seeing ladies' tits? Mainly. Hmm. You know you know what? It's kind of a side. Patrick Stewart is hilarious. He is... A great comedic actor. Both of them, him and McKellen, are both yeah. hilarious actors. They had Patrick Stewart many years ago on uh, on WAF's morning show. Oh no! Oh, he does a spot yeah. on Beavis. Oh really? Oh yeah. But no, He's I mean, like, nothing, nothing like hearing Patrick Stewart. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like he, I, I watch American Dad, and he is by far. The funniest, his character. He plays the CIA director. Okay. An American dad. Who is this raunchy, perverted... Is his name number one? No, um... I forgot what his name is, but, I mean... It's like... Because that... It's like a side of Patrick Stewart that you never imagine. It's this Shakespearean actor, and you're like, Oh my god, I just came out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing about that, I mean... His stuff is great because it comes back like three times, and the entire thing is still going back and forth about this script that he wrote. Well, he's, he's Patrick Stewart's got a new show, a new comedy that he's, he's doing on, uh, I think either Showtime or Stars. Oh, really? Where he plays this like, um, like this shock jock oh, no. on TV. 
It'll be fun. Oh, It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. The Ian McKellen episode is brilliant because he completely breaks down great acting. You see, I know what to say because someone's written it down. <laughs> and I dress, I'm not a wizard, but I dress as one because someone made the clothes. And I know where to stand because someone tells me where to go. <laughs> so the entire process that I'm talking about here is Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Gandalf the Grey, you shall not pass! <laughs> Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. <laughs> <laughs> now you may use your scripts, but not on the night. Not on the night. You cannot have your scripts of the night. <laughs> I gotta watch that. Dro- Mike, you're dro- You're doing this one, right? You're editing yeah. this one? Drop that fucking thing. It is hilarious. Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson comes from New Zealand and says to me, Sir Ian, I want you to be Gandalf the wizard. And I say to him, you are aware that I am not really a wizard. And he said, yes, I am aware of that. What I want you to do is to use your acting skills to portray the wizard for the duration of the film. So I said, okay. And then I said to myself, hmm, how would I do that? And this is what I did. I imagined what it would be like to be a wizard. And then I pretended and acted in that way on the day. And how did I know what to say? The words were written down for me in a script. How did I know where to stand? People told me. If we were to draw a graph of my process, of my method, something like this. Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian, action. Wizard, you shall not pass! Cut! Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Wasn't Emma Thompson in one of those episodes? Um. Oh God, was she? In one? I don't, no, no, it was Kate Winslet. Yes, it was the yes, first yes, episode. Yes, yes. And she actually forecasted her own Oscar win because she was telling them the only way that you'll ever. She's the only reason why she's doing this Holocaust movie is to win an Oscar. And, and she won an Oscar to win a Holocaust movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's this great bit too where she's um, Ricky Gervais's best friend is dating this guy, and she's like, can't figure out why they're not getting intimate or anything like that, and. She's she's looking at the guy, and Kate Winslet's standing right behind the guy, and she's making all these obscene gestures, <laughs> like she's like you know licking her boobs and all that stuff. But she's dressed like a nun when she's doing all this stuff. It's hilarious. She she was surprisingly funny. Yes. Orlando Bloom had a great bit where he couldn't understand why his, uh, Ricky Gervais's best friend wasn't completely falling head over heels in love with him. <laughs> It really, it's a very funny show. Surprisingly, I didn't even mind the Ben Stiller episode that much. Even though I can't I don't, stand Ben don't Stiller. don't remember the Ben Stiller episode. I'm pretty sure there was a Ben Stiller episode. That, you might be thinking of Curb Your Enthusiasm, because there was a whole series of Ben Stiller. No, there, there is a Ben Stiller. Oh, there one. is, okay. Yeah. I, do, I don't remember that. Huh. I remember the Vinnie Jones one, which is great, because Vinnie Jones just plays Vinnie Jones, thug. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Ah. Uh, you know what? Um, kind of an old one. I, I just watched the first episode before I came over. Again. All right. <laughs> uh, it's called Dad's Army. So like yes. Uh, yeah, actually, I've seen it. Yeah. It's like 1968 to 1977 or something. It, it basically, the Jesus that ran forever. Yeah. Well, the the guy who uh, made Are You Being Served? Okay. This was the this was the show he made right before Are You Being Served. Hmm. And it's 
a very similar style of humor. But basically, it's about uh, this group, this guy who is like set during World War Two, and this guy he's he's too old to actually be in the army, oh, but no. he but he's like so so like gung ho for the you know gung ho British, and he uh, gets all the other people that are either too old or too young oh, to be in the army to be in this like uh, this home defense force. Oh, and no. he acts like it's like the mo- it's like the only line of defense between the Nazis and the British, and really it's kind of pointless. The whole <laughs> it, it's I don't know I, I I got a few laughs out of it. I thought it was rather amusing. Oh, I pay attention. Last night I went to the cinema, and I saw something there that really made me think. Permission to speak, sir. Yeah. <laughs> And Lady and I are just good friends. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think all, we've touched on all the ones that I've watched and that I've enjoyed, so I really don't have, you know, a, another favorite. Let's talk about our favorite Red Dwarf episode. <laughs> but like I said, beyond, you know, beyond Britcoms, I, I don't really watch a lot of Britcoms. I watch a lot of British sketch comedy, so that's really kind of my thing. Gotcha. Man, you're leaving me with two on the list here, and I thought I was going to be the one falling short here. Well, you know what it is? is <clears throat> it's so hard. Right now, it's it, it's really kind of hard to watch a lot of British comedy because BBC America makes it difficult to get British comedy beyond what they want, they right. want to show you. You right. Know, so those well, damn lawyers. So unless you know, so like we're talking about Blackadder and stuff, and and all these others. Yeah, the older ones. The majority of the stuff seen, that we're talking about, if it's not on Netflix, right? Or this is stuff that I, this, is, PBS. this is stuff that I watched when I was YouTube. a kid on PBS right. or stuff like that, and so like yeah, the older stuff you can find on YouTube because it's they're not right. as strict about it, but newer stuff, no way. Well, there's an interesting thing too. Um, and BBC America isn't doing as much comedy as they used to right. anymore. They yeah. used to be Saturday was their big comedy night, but they don't they don't do that anymore. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of, of dramas and such. Right. But when we you Catherine, when we were doing Camelot in high school, right? Do you remember the dialect coach we had who was actually from England? No, because I was working costumes, oh, so okay. I, didn't, I didn't interact with that. So she much. let me in on a little secret that she had kind of figured out. Okay. Being a Brit. Um, they were sending all the the British garbage over here and selling it to PBS. <laughs> and because people, you know, f- talk with fancy British accents. Yeah, they sucked it up. Exactly, they sucked it up. Exactly, and that's how those shows are way more popular here than they ever were over there. Right. So. I'm pretty sure I are you being served as one of those. It was. It was. It was on. It was on her. It was on her list. Um. All right. So I have two others here, and I'm really just going to talk not at length about them. Well, Re- Rebecca brought up The Office, which. I watched the first episode. You know, here's the thing yeah. about Ricky Gervais. That, well, I kind of watched a few episodes of it, and the, and the thing about Ricky Gervais's character, as opposed to Stephen Carell's uh, character, is that Ricky Gervais's character was really kind of mean spirited. He's a he he's a mean asshole who wants to be loved by everybody. Whereas you know, Stephen Carell was just a lovable idiot. He was idiot. just a cool. He was a clueless. lovable idiot. He, he he was harmless. Is basically what right. He was. Um, I mean, his character pretty much developed into a lesser Leslie Nope. But, uh, yeah, Ricky Gervais was just not that warm. Uh, I mean, we did get Martin Freeman. Yeah. yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> oh, no, we got the other dude, too, who was in, um, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Who also keeps losing his eye. Yeah, exactly. And he was also in Game of Thrones for that one season. He was? He was the warg. 
Oh, okay. He was the wild. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I'm going to talk about real quick is Alan Partridge. I've got a girlfriend. <laughs> I've got a wife. Is she older than you or younger than you? Well, if you must know, Alan, she's older than me. She's 52. My girlfriend's 33. I'm 47. She's 14 years younger than me. Back of the net. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Steve Coogan yeah. is still, in my opinion, an undiscovered, un... Just such an undercredited gem of a comedic actor. He's very unique. I love Steve Coogan. The thing is, too, is that he could easily play Eric Idle's son in anything. Oh, yeah. But oh, Alan yeah. Partridge is just that that very just clueless celebrity. You know, he's the, he's the one who makes offhand homophobic remarks on live television without realizing he's doing it. Yeah. If you ever get, to, have you ever, have you watched uh, Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon, The Trip? I haven't seen that. It's on my Netflix list, and it's just one Watch of those things it. that keeps getting skipped Watch over. Okay. Especially when they do the Michael Caine impressions, because they're they oh, they're no. competing against each other to see who can do the best Michael Caine. Well, the beauty is too is that that those are those are both Michael Winterbottom movies, and Steve. I, I first found out about Steve Coogan because of the movie Twenty Four Hour Party People, which if you are a British music fan, if you like New Order, if you like Joy Division, you've got to watch this fucking movie. It's so good. It is so good. It really is. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, anybody else got anything else you want to discuss here? We're not leaving anybody out of the uh, conversation, are we? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I think we I think we touched on all the major cornerstones. I, I think British so, too. Comedy. There's not a uh, that whole... We know of. That, yeah, we, know that of, we know of, exactly, because they're, they're keeping but a I'm lot sure, of that I'm, stuff. I, yeah, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure, I'm sure if we had friends in the UK, they'd probably be like, what the... We do have friends in the UK, and they barely talk to it. You know, well, Sean brought up, um, what did he bring up? What are you wankers no, talking about? Sean isn't British. He's not? I thought Sean no, was he British. Lives, he lives in New York. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right, well, never. Oh, I know Alyssa's British. Yeah, Alyssa's British. Yeah. Alyssa didn't say shit to us this time. So. Nah. All right, so uh, maybe we should move on then to some segments. Um, We're just going to move right over to... Stupid! Stupid! Uh, All right. <laughs> so last week, the internet was a buzz, just like when the Star Wars trailer got released and when the Bra the dark Brazilian Batman versus Superman trailer got released. Another trailer got released that set the inter the internet ablaze. I think Catherine should have the field for this. I one. think so. Yeah. yeah, I think she's been waiting for this one. Uh, Kezro Catherine, do you want to talk about Gem and the Holograms? I watched this cartoon as a kid. It was one of those cartoons that was there to sell the toys. But I thought it was a, you know, it was a fun little show to watch. It was a cute storyline. This person is a famous, I forget exactly what she did for a living. It was like publishing or costume, you know, fashion design, something like that. And she also wanted to have a side job as a superstar. So she has this holographic computer that disguises her as gem and the holograms. And she's got the band. And they do the whole thing, and Gemma's excitement and truly outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. outrageous. <laughs> and they have their, their 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 enemy band, the Misfits. And there was a thing where this is how I learned that if you use a magnet against a tape, you can erase it. You know, <laughs> you know, they were like going and destroy, you know, sabotaging each other and all this other stuff. Real was, life lessons. Yeah. And and you know the there was the thing where she had to disguise herself to hide from the bad guys, and so she comes up with another J name and is hiding out and her boyfriend still likes her and he's like, she's like, oh, he just likes everybody and the computer's like, yeah, he likes you no matter who you are because he can see through to your soul. 
so he knows who you are kind oh. of excuse. Yeah, it's not like he's hitting on other women. He's always hitting on you no matter what face you're wearing, even though he doesn't know your secret. Whereas, and then we, were watching, whereas we were watching He-Man. Yeah. And then there, <laughs> I watched that too. I watched Transformers 2 and G.I. Joe. But anyway, so then this trailer comes out. So I, I figure since it was the stupid stupid, I'd watch it. And it has, it's a pink Hannah Montana. I have no idea what this is supposed to have anything to do with the original cartoon. My sister-in-law, this is what my sister-in-law's exact words were. No, 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 no. Now, I, I don't have, like, fond, deep feelings for Jim. I was just like, this is not even remotely related. Like, the, the Josie and the Pussycats movie that came out, how many of you was more, you know, and it didn't have much to do with the cartoon, but it had a little. Yeah. And this has nothing. <laughs> the only thing you might have in common with it, besides the name, obviously the name, is that the acting is as stiff as the Lorimar animation from the original 80s cartoon. <laughs> and the, it's the same shade of pale pink. Well then, I'm glad that, that they... That's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, so who's the continuity error? Editor. Go to Lowe's right now! <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You're not alone, Catherine. From what I've seen, the reviews for the trailer and all the like video reviews and everything, this was not loved. This is no. not loved at all. I, I'm thinking it barely makes a million dollars opening weekend. If yeah, that. it's 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 gonna do worse than Josie and the Pussycats did. Yeah, yeah. that's saying a lot. Yeah. Uh, all I have to ask is, does Juliet Lewis have gambling debts? She must. Yeah. Something. There's got it. There's there's a reason. There has to be a reason why she's in that terrible fucking movie. Yeah. So, all right. Well, now that we're all sad, let's move on to something happy. <laughs> um. All right. On May first, we all got together. We all had a fine dinner. We did. And then we went to go see Avengers: Age of Ultron. More like Age of Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take that, Fitzy. <laughs> um. Seriously? Alright. I know we did our... We, we, last episode we did our rankings. And I think it's still too early for us to really come up with... We're, we're still in the in the glow. We're still in the afterglow. We are still in the afterglow right now. We're but still, we're still, we're where still, do you we're rank... Still, we're still smoking the cigarette. Where would you rank this... Uh, with the glow. Where do you rank that in, in the grand scheme of things? Three. Three? Behind... Behind the original Avengers and Winter Soldier. Alright. I would put it... Four behind the original Avengers, Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. You didn't think you were after to do math, did you, Catherine? Oh, I did math. Early. I'm good at math. No, what happened two. was, yeah, was uh, for my birthday dinner, my boyfriend spent at least 45 minutes relating every horrible thing that people on the something awful forum had to say about the movie. <laughs> Burst my bubble, took away my glow, stomped out my cigarette. So I have to see it again. All right. You gotta, oh, you gotta, you gotta cleanse yeah. the palate. I have to. I have to. I have to purge. You have to cleanse the palate there. But Catherine. yeah, it was. One of the guys I worked with was the same same thing. He's like, man, what happened? I don't get the the cabin scene and the, the whole ending was exactly like the last movie. Like, fuck you, it's awesome. Yeah, it was um, like I'm like I loved well, it. It was great and and and. You know, my boyfriend's still like, oh, yeah, it was awesome. I'm like, yeah, you destroyed it for me. Yeah, thank you for On my birthday. Yeah. Well, I was born yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) 
Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to, go to sleep. sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> I'm I'm ranking it behind Guardians. I'm ranking. It I think behind right Guardians. now it's my it's my second, and I think because the character development in this one was better yes. than in the yes. first movie. I mean. Um, I, I, it was definitely, it was, it was definitely more epic. I, I, I want to say, the, for me, the breakout character of this, of this one was Hawkeye. Yeah. Yes. He was brilliant. He was the MVP in the entire... You know what? Vision owned that third oh, act. Oh, oh yeah. That third act. Like, yes. Oh, All right. So, so let's, cool. let's talk about that real quick. The act, it was a very equitable movie in terms of who owned what act. And yeah. you know what? Honestly, you know who didn't own any of that movie? It was Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr. was there... He but he was wasn't he was, as, he was as, the linchpin in the yeah he was the linchpin but he wasn't nearly in front of this movie the way that Mark Ruffalo was Scarlett Johansson was Paul Bettany or Jeremy Renner were yeah they were there and they served their purpose in fact I I think that maybe Thor is a little under underused a little bit I mean when he was there he was, he was awesome he yeah. was he was, I hate to say this but he was more he was a convenient plot device. Was. Well, he had the he got all the fun, um, you know, Deus Ex Machina stuff with. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'll just go into this strange give, pond somewhere, yeah. and oh, vision. I'll give the android life. Yeah. I, I think I think that one that is pretty much just setting up Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But oh but, and, but you know what? And and uh, th- this this credits this credit goes to Joss Whedon because it was it really kind of was at that point where it was almost a little bit too much. The action was just like, you, you're almost like, oh my God, I need a breather. But it, it wasn't over. It wasn't right, like yeah. too... It was like, it, and you had pauses he in was, the action. He wasn't... Well, he, he didn't beat you into submission for right. the action. You know? well, and here's the thing. You went... But from, it was it was almost like... All right. And it, all right. This is pretty much for everyone who has who has seen the movie. So, you know, you can just there's, skip there's, to the end. Of, spoiler alert. You didn't, yeah. Huge spoiler alert! I gotta say, um, nerd. I, I've seen it twice. Yep. It was a lot better the second time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I was. I can focus more on. Yeah, exactly. The first time it seemed a little rushed and a little bit. Um, a little too much. It was a little, a, little, a little too. It was almost a little too much. Yeah, hey, second, I'll I'll go I'll go on record and say the first fifteen minutes of this movie were great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the director's cut. Oh god, the three-hour yeah. director's cut. Absolutely, because one thing, one of the complaints I got to hear was that there wasn't a lot of character development. It was very minimal, yada yada yada. And um, I don't agree with it, but whatever. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the the director's cut. Will spend more time on the character development and yeah. and and. It won't right. be like more action. It'll be more character. Right now, I mean, the beauty was that you're you're right. There are breathers and like good, solid, non-boring breathers throughout every single action sequence. Right. The, yeah. the opening action sequence, you go to the party. Right. You yeah. go from that, and you essentially go right to. Excelsior. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go from that. You go to the 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 Hulkbuster. Yeah. yeah. That that sold up to his uh, billing. And, that um, here's uh, the thing too, and now here's the here's the cool thing about that. Think about it now. That was all CG. Yeah. Not yeah. one actor stepped into that battle anywhere. Well, you saw you saw Tony's face. You saw Tony's face. Yeah, he's right. off in a soundstage somewhere, probably without yeah, his yeah, pants yeah, he's on. Doing his... Well, the, the the CGI was the Hulkbuster and the Hulk. Yep. I mean, they did do a lot of practical effects, like the the the. Thing. Truck getting yeah, the truck getting thrown around. Yeah, like, that's all practical. But yeah, the Hulkbuster and and Hulk were all CGI. It was and you know the the, the villains in this movie were excellent. Even even someone like 
I mean, obviously James Spader is Ultron. Oh, but he, oh he, 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 he knocked by it the out way, of the park. And I was because uh, I wanted to go see it with Jim um, for the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, best use of Jim was like, this is the best use of CG I've ever seen. Ultron might be the best looking CG, fully CG character yeah. ever. But even someone like uh, Andy Serkis's Claw. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I thought he was. I mean, just his this dialogue with the twins there. Yep. Was it was fantastic. Oh, cuttlefish. Cuttlefish. <laughs> so if you're going to make me see a cuttlefish, uh, that's, that's all I'm going to do. Would you like a piece of candy? <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh God, it was just so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I took Diane to see it mm-hmm. you know, on our on our date night. And she, I mean, she loved it. She thought James Spader, because she loves James Spader. Right. She, she thought he did awesome. I, I just, I just love that. Um, when, uh, when they're, when they're facing off in the tanker, he's like, um, uh, like. Because I wanted to explain my evil plan to you. <laughs> <laughs> they were making that joke about like the omelets breaking a lot of eggs, and so I was like, this close, one second away. <laughs> no, I beat you by a second. Yeah. yeah. Just... I like. That yeah. was that was that was the, the the tanker scene was when Hawkeye immediately we knew we were gonna get a different Hawkeye. Yeah. Because it's like she comes up to get him and he's like, wham! <laughs> I've done been, the there, been there, done that, not doing it again. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. And I was like, yeah, go Hawkeye! Well, there was that great bit too after um because he had that great stuff with Quicksilver. Did you notice that the baby's name middle name was um yes. Peter? Yeah, Pietro. Pietro. Yeah. Pietro. Yeah. Um, but that, that bit with him, um, you know, like, just, I don't know, what, you know, no one will know. No one will know if I do it. <laughs> I don't know what happened, you know, we're fighting these robots. <laughs> <laughs> but even he, even that character, and I don't, you know, we'll probably see him in the next Avengers movie. They'll find a way to call him back up. But that bit in that house mm. with Scarlet Witch, where he's like, listen, we're outnumbered, we're fighting a robot army, and I have a bow, bow and arrow. arrow. Oh, we're flying. None, none, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> we're in a flying city. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as you step out that door, you're an Avenger. That, that was, that was, woohoo! That was actually, I, I guess, I think he was really the standout because a lot of a lot of those scenes he really walked away with. Yeah. Yeah. And now, I mean, we're getting, we got a. Good, solid War Machine appearance in that one. Yeah. Oh, he, he actually had, had a lot more to do than I thought he would. I, I was we, expe- I was we, expecting less, yeah. If, if we get out of this, I'll hold your own. You had to make it weird. weird didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and now, I mean, with, with, with Civil War coming out next year now, with it's Avengers 2.5. Everybody agrees it's Avengers 2.5. Have, have, have you seen the... The, the, the cast list? The cast well, the list is pictures, the Avengers! The set pictures. Paul, Paul Rudd's on set. Yep. Freaking crossbones looks badass. Yeah, now they're even bringing back General Thunderbolt Ross with William yeah. Hurt. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you hope you hope I, they I don't will, you hope they don't overstuff. I'm well, hoping, yeah. I'm hoping that we may get like Red Hulk or at least Abomination. Well, there they have been talking about that too. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is interesting because uh, and just going back to the conversation we've had, I know we've had it on this show before about. The where where it's coming out in relation to um, Batman Superman, it was like, well, it's a given, it's a slam dunk. Batman Superman is a bigger movie than Captain America could ever be. They just turned Captain America into Avengers, right? Yeah. And that's they've made it a big movie. You know, I 
I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to like bring up any like rants or anything like yeah. that. Because I I can't wait to see both Batman v Superman and Civil War. But a lot of people are saying, oh, they're throwing everybody into Batman v Superman, and now when uh, Marvel does it. Uh, who cares? Yeah, exactly. They, oh. can, they can do it. They've proven yeah, they yeah, can it's, handle it. Thing. And that, DC has never proven that yeah, they can DC handle ha- it. Hasn't, ha- hasn't proven that they can handle an ensemble piece. But you know, but you know what? Nobody Outside thought. No, but you know what? Nobody thought Marvel could do it either when when the Avengers yes, came. Right. Out. Exactly. Right. That, that's why well, I, I can't wait. Right. For I knew they could because they had Joss Whedon at the helm, and he can ensembles are his forte. Yeah, that is true. And with, with well, with Snyder, the big thing is going to be. I guess it really comes down to whether or not you like Watchmen. And I actually happen to have loved Watchmen. I like Watchmen. Watchmen. Watchmen, Yay, rape! Hated Watchmen. No. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I enjoyed it for what it was. (laughs) I love the comic book, so I'm probably... I read the comic and... But you know what? Rape. Oh, yeah. A lot of people will say that Watchmen is the most true adaptation of a comic book there is. Except for, except, except for the starfish, yeah. But the, the, that makes squid. perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. yeah. Having, having, I read, like I said, I read the read the graphic novel before I saw the movie, and I they did that one change, and I'm like, well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for not insulting our intelligence. Yeah. And then there's some nerd out there who's still wearing his Tom Bombadil lives shirt, like <laughs> they should have done this. Yeah, I wanted to see the giant squid. <laughs> Me. <laughs> oh, I've never felt a woman's touch. <laughs> as a big fan of Supernatural, it was really hard to see John Winchester as the comedian. Oh, yeah. yeah. <sighs> anyway, okay. So, anyway. Uh, thumbs up. Big hearty gig salad thumbs up for oh, Avengers. Yeah. I gotta go see it again. I do, too. Um, yeah. You know what the interesting thing is, too? And this is just, uh, just last last word on the subject here. It it just finished its third weekend. Um, And I know that it, this was the big... This weekend's this past weekend's battle was between Pitch Perfect 2 and Mad Max, which got phenomenal reviews. Yeah, everybody yeah, I, I've loved heard... I, I don't know Max. anybody who had... 98%, only one person on, on Rotten Tomatoes. This and I don't it. even know of anybody who is nitpicky about it. That's, that's, that's testament to how the quality of that movie is. Yeah. But if you look at the actual dollar amount, and this, I, I kind of saw this coming. I'm like, you know, it's a huge movie. It's getting great reviews. Uh, but it's rated R. It's going to be this year's Edge of Tomorrow. Mm. No, no. I think I think it'll have I think it'll have longer holding power. You think it. it's going to have legs? Because uh, Tomorrowland's so coming out next week. So mm. all it's got to do is this week. I think it'll take. I'll think it'll. I think it'll take the number one spot this week. Uh, do you think Pitch Perfect Two is going to have legs though? I think, so. uh, yeah, I think it's it's got some legs. Not just Anna Kendrick's. Um, <laughs> well, the thing Boom. is, too, no, you've got you've got Tomorrowland. And this is, you guys are totally going to know the outcome to this, because this show ain't getting posted by the time we discuss this stuff. <laughs> um, I think Tomorrowland has got the Disney machine behind it. Well, I've seen the first eight minutes. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It, right, oh, it just dropped on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Yeah. It was it's, at 79, it's, now it's, it's at 55. Ve- it's a very mixed reviews. Right. But I think what's going to happen, I mean, people are going to love... Uh, Mad Max, and it's going to have a sequel. It's going to, and it's going to. It's, have, I think it's fine. Like, I don't. I don't know. I mean, unless globally it launches in China and it does what the Avengers just did and spike over a billion because it no, just released you know in what? China. No, it's it. It's not going to be a, a billion dollar movie. No, it's not. It's going to be half a half a billion. I think domestically you're looking at one fifty max. 
it that's had its opening fair. weekend. That's it's going to be... But again, I, that's why I'm saying it's, it's Edge of Tomorrow. It's going to get rave reviews. People are going to love it. People are going to recommend it to a lot of people, but its initial run is going to be deemed weaker. And that has nothing you know, to do with the quality of the movie, though. The, like, the, pro- the problem with Edge, Edge of Tomorrow was... It, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. It'll, it, Scientology? Well, well, no. That that ad campaign was absolutely horrendous. Well, right. the fact of the matter is that nobody knew the title of it because everyone right. else is like, I'll live, die, repeat. The, 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 the title sucked. the cover of the freaking DVDs. The, 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 the title sucked. The, the, the marketing for it sucked. Yeah. You have no idea what the movie was about. Yeah. And... Which is not what Mad Mad Max the marketing for Mad Max you know what the yeah. right exactly it's about you know Charlie's Theron yeah it is don't apparently. tell don't tell, don't tell and Tom Hardy's eyelashes don't tell his the dreamy dreamy eyelashes don't tell the misogynist men's right people yeah oh yeah no oh yeah already... that was hilarious it by was the way funny. I but love Promise Keepers I, I really really do I really I so want to watch Mad Max I think I want to see it too I have a feeling that's going to be an HD cinema release I just simply do not have the time. Um, I'm going to make time to see Tomorrowland, though. Yeah, Tomorrowland. I might actually... Well, you got to let me know how it is. You don't have kids, so you don't know the, the filter I have to live through. <laughs> uh, but I will be going on, like, all those parent sites to see what they said. Because, first of all, they're endlessly hilarious. Like, um, we went... Because I was looking on one to see the age appropriateness. You know, I know what my daughter can deal with and what can she cannot deal with. But I still went on. I looked up Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, my God. Talking tree and raccoon. That's devil's work. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Totally awesome. Yeah. So, anyway, next episode, we're going to be talking all about Mario. You may know him as Super Mario. You may know him as Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Uh, we are gonna, we are pretty much you going to... You may know him as Lou Albano. You may know him as Lou Albano. Oh, God. Actually, N- NPR did an interview with the guy that voiced Mario. Really? Does he talk it, like this? Well, he was talking about which kind of Italian voice he was going to go with, and he chose the ridiculous one because, you know, you don't want to go... Me, hey, lady. Yeah. Hey. He sounds like nothing like me. Hey. All right, do it again. I'm Luigi. You want to come sit on my plunge? <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to be pretty much going every every which way with Mario. That includes the movies, the television show, Donkey Kong all the way to whatever the fuck Mario is doing now. Uh, no, no, he's, well, his brother's ghostbusting. Luigi. Ooh. <laughs> no, yes, not... I went there. Yeah, you went there. That game blew so bad, all my old NES cartridges worked. <laughs> Mario Kart. That's the only yeah. Mario Kart yep. So we're going to be talking all about that. So if you've got a favorite game, least favorite game, you actually bought the CDI and played those shitty games. <laughs> hey, it's a Mario Math! I feel, bust- I feel sorry for you. Who wants to do a division with me and Luigi? Um, please get to us at our uh, Facebook page, uh, which is just Geek Salad Podcast. You can email us at geeksalad at yahoo.com. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. You can also check out our archive at geeksalad.podbean.com and geek-salad.com. We still haven't updated that thing. No. We really need to tag yeah. team that thing. Holy shit! I need to like call out a day of work and like just <laughs> you know I, I just bet... fact check the shit out of our own shows. I've actually got Sunday and Monday off, so maybe I'll just sit down and do a bunch of work on okay. that. Okay, let me know what I can help with. Cause... Well, actually, you know, Sunday and Monday, I'm probably editing the show. No, there you go. So you don't have time to work on the website. <laughs> the show comes first. <laughs> Without the show, there is no website. <laughs> so anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. Bye.
small for a vessel, maybe some kind of missile. It's impossible to tell at this range. Whatever it is, they clearly have a technology way in advance of our own. So the Albanian State Washing Machine Company. <laughs> Step up to red alert. Uh, sir, are you absolutely sure? It does mean changing the bulb. 